Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio, Steve Travelis keeps you in the Jersey No. From 7 till 11, live, local, and live. Steve Travelis on New Jersey 101.5. Weekday night, Steve's live, local, and live. And welcome to Monday Night in New Jersey. Happy Martin Luther King Day. I uh, hope you had a good day if you were off. And I uh, hope you had a great day if you're a Giant fan. Because finally, finally, after all these years, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, the Giants are going to play the Eagles. In the National Football Conference Divisional Playoff Round, having beaten the Vikings, uh, they won a playoff game. Can you believe it? And not only did they win a playoff game, but they get to face the Philadelphia Eagles in the city of brotherly love this Saturday night, 8-15. I, I can't wait. I'm counting the hours. And where will I be? At a comedy show. <laughs> Where my lucky star dangles in the sky. But it's going to be a good comedy show. Uh, but regardless of that, though, uh, how did you feel? What an incredible, you know, whether or not you're a Giant fan, you have to appreciate this team that really wasn't supposed to do anything this year. Uh, the quarterback, Daniel Jones, had come under fire. They wouldn't even renew his option to, uh, you know, pick up his option to keep him around. you got to prove it. He proved it yesterday, 301 yards passing, 76 yards running. Um, Proved it last week Uh, and has been proving it all season long for the Giants. And now he's going to get a big contract. But that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about uh, this week is the relationship between Giant fans and Eagle fans, which is usually not very good. But we live in the area where, you know, New Jersey – where Central Jersey, Giant fans and Eagle fans have to coexist. And it's almost like it's God's will that the Eagles always beat the Giants. You know, the Giants could win the Super Bowl and lose two games. They could go like 15 and 2 and win the Super Bowl. The two losses would be to the Eagles. I don't know why. It goes back to Miracle on the Meadowlands 1, which I was at, Miracle on Meadowlands 2, which I got humiliated over. Uh, but Regardless of that, this Saturday night, the Giants and Eagles will play again. And as a Giant fan, I want nothing more than to beat the Eagles. I wanted nothing more than to beat the Eagles last week. I didn't care if they got obliterated in the playoffs as long as they beat the Eagles. And the Eagles, in seven weeks, the Giants would have played the Eagles twice, the Vikings twice, and the Washington team twice. And the Colts once. So can a team lose to another team three times in the same month? This is what we'll find out. You know, actually five weeks, because it was December 11th, and now they'll play this Saturday night. So what I want to know from you, a couple of things. At 1-800-283-101.5, first of all, are uh, are you close 
with any fans. If you're an Eagle fan, you're close with any Giant fans. If you're a Giant fan, you're close with any Eagle fans. Could you actually date or marry a, a fan of the opposite team? And if you did, and if you are, how does that work out? You know, how, how are we doing with this whole thing? And the other thing, too, is should this team win? Should your team win? Whatever team you're a fan on, Eagles or Giants, and you could dedicate the game to someone. You could dedicate that victory to someone. Who would you dedicate it to? 1-800-283-101.5. Right? This is, for me, Giants-Eagles is like the most important game. Right? The, the Eagles, to me, are the most hated rival. I don't care about the Cowboys. Playoffs are nice. Super Bowl is nice. I'll always revel in it. But there's a certain feeling about beating the Eagles if you're a Giant fan because they're like they're the arch nemesis and they always win. So if you're a Giant fan and they beat the Eagles and you could dedicate that victory to someone, it could be someone who's a Giant fan. It could be someone who's an Eagle fan. It could be someone who loves the Giants as much as you do or someone you despise over their Eagle love. Who would you dedicate that game to? And how are, how are you guys getting along? How are we all getting along this week? Have you heard any buzz from the other side? Steve is in Morristown on New Jersey 101.5. Steve-O. Hey, Steve. Good night to you, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, pal. How are you? I'm, I'm doing great. Hey, I, I just happened to turn the radio on when you had your open there, and I, I just... I almost lost it. One of my best friends. Uh, he's a he's a Eagles, Phillies, and Flyers fan. Oh my god! Um, it's like the it's like the trifecta, right? <laughs> and, uh-huh. and 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 me being one of his best friends, I'm a Giants, Mets, and Rangers fan. Okay. How do you think we get along? <laughs> oh my! How the hell do you get along? Seriously, how do you get along? I'm surprised you haven't killed each other by now. You know what? It's uh, we've we've known each other for so many years. Nah, and I know. We, are, we 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 have so much fun trash talking each other, and our our phones haven't stopped ever since the uh, the uh, the Eagles clinched their first round by, and then yeah, now that with the Giants facing them this Saturday, uh-huh. you know, our phones haven't stopped, and we. We're, we're probably going to watch the game together. We're not sure exactly where we're going to go or how we're going to do it. But, you know, I'll have my Giants uh, garb on, and he'll have his Eagle stuff on. And, right. Yeah, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll go back and forth, and we'll have a great time. But, yeah. All right, so now, so what's his name? Steve? Sorry? What's his name? Yeah, yeah. What's his name? John. All right, so if the Giants win, when the Giants win, you would yeah, dedicate this game to John. Uh, yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. I mean, you have somebody else you want to dedicate the game to? I mean, who would you do? So if, if the Gi- Giants beat the Eagles, they go down to Lincoln Financial Field, and they beat them in the playoffs, humiliate them on national television, and Daniel Jones gets carried off the field in the land of Jalen Hurts in the name of the father of the son. He can do no wrong. And they do that. You're dedicating the game to your friend John. You know what we'll probably do is, uh, you know, we've done it with the uh, with the Phillies and the Mets. Right. You know, uh, we usually make the uh, the loser wear the other team's hat or jersey or something like that. 
So we might do that for this game. You know, the loser has to wear like a Giants jersey, or, or God forbid, I have to wear an Eagles jersey. There, there are there are no losers wearing Giants jerseys, Steve. But thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Great stuff. 1-800-283-101.5. We got John. John, we got Dawn. I want to know from you. First of all, if your team wins, Giants versus Eagles, your team wins, you could dedicate that game to someone, that victory. Who would you dedicate it to? And tell me how you coexist with fans of the other team. If you're a Giant fan, how's it going with you and your Eagle friends? If you're an Eagles fan, how's it going with you and your Giant friends? 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. Are you ready to downsize? You want to sell your home fast? Rob Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage is an expert at taking advantage of this seller's market so you can sell your home fast and for the most money possible. Michael and Susan were ready to downsize and reduce their expenses, so they reached out to Rob and his team to sell their Piscataway home. They were able to reach that goal very quickly with Rob's aggressive marketing strategies. There were 23 showings, multiple offers in just 15 days on the market, getting the home sold for $505,000, which was $45,000 over the asking price. This put them in a great position to find their next smaller home. Rob Dukansky of Remax First Advantage has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. So call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Rob Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015 or online at robsellsnj.com. That's robsellsnj.com and start packing. Here's fast traffic. Five. Weather brought to you by New Spine, dealing with horrible neck and back pain. Dr. Branco at New Spine is ready to help you get back to a better life. Just call 888-4-BRANCO today for a location near you. That's 888-4-BRANCO, B-R-A-N-K-O. 1-800-283-101.5. This is it, boys. This is war. Like Nina says in 99 Luff Balloons, this is what we've waited for. Giants, Eagles, Saturday night. Who do you want to win? Who would you dedicate that victory to? 1-800-283-101.5. John is in Piscataway on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, John. Hello, my fellow Giants fan. Hello, my fellow Giants fan. <laughs> Brother John. <laughs> you there? Steve? Yeah. How you doing? I'm good, pal. How are you? After that win yesterday, how could you be bad? I know. I know, right? And a day off today. Not for me, but yeah. Well, I'm thinking all these things why the Giants are going to beat the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And I heard some, you know, pundit on the sports channel or whatever say, the Eagles have peaked too soon. Right. And that Jalen... Hurts. Oh, I get it. Jalen Hurts. Well, he's been hurt. He hurt his shoulder. He hurt his throwing shoulder. But they treat him like a god down in Philadelphia. Uh, They can do whatever they want, but if the guy isn't 100%, the Giants got to exploit that. Right. Now, uh, is your your son's an Eagles fan, John? Um, No. No, my son is an Eagles fan. Oh, your friend's son is an Eagles fan. Who? It says here your friend's son is an Eagles fan. Oh, yes, my friend's son is oh. an Eagles fan, not my son. I'm sorry I didn't follow that. Oh, that's okay. I was saying, what, ha- what happened? Your friend is a Giant fan? His son is an Eagles fan? What happened? We grew up together, but, you know, these uh, younger generation, I guess they're a little bit more flexible with who they He says he likes the Giants, too, but he's an Eagles fan. How can you do that? You can't like them both. No, it's- 
what I say. How can you do you that? You can't like them both. I mean, God, even today, even in 2023, you can't like them both. They may start teaching courses in school, Governor Murphy's orders, how to teach people to like both the Giants and the Eagles. I don't know if that's even possible. I guess it's not bad to uh, spread it around a little, spread the love around. Right. Anyway, one more point, if I may. Yeah, go ahead. The last game of the season that the Giants lost to the Eagles, only 22-16, that's mm -hmm. a six-point loss. Right. They didn't have Jones. They didn't have Barkley. No. They probably shot out a few other guys. That Davis Webb. Almost beat the full... The, the, the Eagles had to win that game. That was a big, they had to win that game, the Eagles. And they barely did. John, who would you dedicate the win to if the Giants win? Um, I think I would have to dedicate it to my wife because if, they, if the Giants lose, uh, she's not going to want to be around me. <laughs> what's she making you for the game? What's that again? I'm sorry. What, what's she making you for the game? Oh, we haven't really talked about that yet. Maybe when we'll you? get a Mike Sub or something, and then some chicken wings or something like that. All right, John. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Dawn's in Piscataway on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Dawn. Hi. How you doing, Steve? It's Dawn with the band Windblow, an evening of the Eagles. Hey, I'm good, Dawn. How are you? I got your Christmas How's card. Thank friend? you. How's, how's my friend Steve doing? Good? Everybody's good. Everybody's good. Tell me now. Tell me, Giants fan. What's happening? Steven, we are... We are so excited because Jack and I are big uh, Giant fans, and we're so excited right. that it happened last night. We do have um, a friend, his friend, that's an Eagle fan, but um, they do talk smack together and stuff like that. But even Amani Tumor said, like, in the post game, like, it doesn't matter. You know, it's, it might be difficult for three wins in a row. And he said, but the Eagles have to know, like, they can't just come and not have practice, and they – have to come, like, with their game on, you know, and not thinking, like, oh, we're going to be three times, you know, we're going to beat them this time. And, and I agree with that. Like, you can't go in sloppy, you know, and neither can the Giants, though, of course, you know. No, you know what? Dawn, Dawn is, like, she, her husband is in an Eagles tribute band, and she's a Giants fan. That's how of deep course. this is. That's how Listen, deep this you know is. What else, you know what else, Steve, like you? Um, we were waiting for the game to, to, for them to tell us if it's going to be Saturday or Sunday, like right. last night after the win. And we have a show Figures. on that night. And we're so like upset because it's in Delaware, close to Philly. Oh God. It's at eight o'clock. I know it's like the worst, but we're going to go. And <laughs> have <laughs> the whole band. Like Jack and I, Jack uh, and I would have totally wore our giant spirit that night, but uh, you know, we don't want to get beat up or murdered. So we're probably just going to wear like our regular Winslow shirts and represent the, uh, the band, you know, the game starts at eight fifteen. So what you do at eight fifteen? You have the you have the drummer go into like a ninety minute solo, and then you guys go downstairs and watch the game and come back. All right, who are you dedicating the game to if they win, Dawn? To my husband Jack, who I love. If it wasn't for him, I would have never even known that the Giants existed. When we met like thirty five years ago, I never saw a football game in my life, and ever since then. I started to become a football fan, but more like a huge Giant fan. Now the whole family, too. Now, if you're an Eagles fan, you got to check out the yeah. band Winslow. What's the website? Oh, you mean the band Eagles. Let them know that. not the Yeah, exactly. The band Eagles. Yeah. What's the website? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's uh, Winslow Eagles Tribute dot 
com. All right, Dawn. In Delaware Saturday, then we're going to be local. So All right. Good. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. How about that? WinslowEagles.com. Great Eagles tribute band. They've been in here. All right, let's go to Chris in Lakewood on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Chris. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well, getting home from work, and this is interesting. My 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 great, I, all my friends, I'm from Lakewood, right. Central Jersey. Right. Uh, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> he played for the Eagles. He's a Hall of Fame player, pro football, and for the Eagles. So I grew up. Wait a minute, your grandfather played for the Eagles, and he's in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, his name is Alex Wojciechowicz. I'm Chris Wojciechowicz. Hey, nice to meet you, Chris. I heard a lot about your grandfather. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um uh, and friends with uh, Melissa P. Host, P. P. Host, who played with my grandfather. Tight end, well, right? Yes. How yes. about that? Good, good. Oh, you know, but growing up in this area, everyone's a Giants fan. Right. All my friends are Giants fan. But I get a little respect just because they know the family history. They'll excuse I you. I think they're going to pull it off. Only, what, 15 times in history has a team beat someone three times? So, wait, you think the Giants are going to win? I think the Eagles are going to pull off this three times. Or you, the Eagles are going to win. All right. I think the Eagles are going to win. Right. Now, I think it's more on a dream because without Hurts, i got to say, I'm a little nervous. He's going to play. Who says he's not playing? Well, that's true. You're right. right. He may play on one shoulder, but he's going to play. You're right. Now, if they win, who would you dedicate the game to? My grandfather, Alex Wojciechowicz. How passed about away that? and dedicate to see that win. And his name, his name is on the wall, right? Yes, it is. All right, Chris. Great stuff. Thanks for calling. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Joe is in Patterson on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Joe. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Hey, I'm at the crossroads. My favorite team is the Giants, but my favorite NFL player of all time is Harold Carmichael. Okay. As a kid, I always wanted to be the next Harold Carmichael. Were you tall? Yeah, I was tall, so I wanted to be him. So uh, okay. not as tall as him, not as talented as him. But, um, yeah, I know, amazing. But uh, he caught everything. He never dropped the pass. He was great. So um, so I'm, I'm at the crossroads. But um, my favorite NFL team versus my favorite NFL player. So so who do you want uh, to win? I, I don't know. It can't end up in a tie, can it? Uh, not in the playoffs. It doesn't work uh, that way, Joe. I don't know. So, uh, so anyway, great show. But, um. Uh, I can't answer that question. So, well, I'm, I'm glad you called anyway, Joe. Thanks. 1-800-283-101.5. Giants-Eagles, Saturday night. If your team wins, who would you dedicate that victory to? 1-800-283-101.5. I look forward to when we can do this with the Browns. Um, One of these days, Trev, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Chad is a dream. <laughs> it's 730. <laughs> Now the latest one hundred one point five. Ah, the rapture, the rapture of being a giant fan and getting to live another week, play another game. You know, like I said, playoffs be damned. I wrote about this at nj1015.com. I just wanted to beat the Eagles in the last game, figuring like you know the the lower seeded teams get obliterated in the playoffs. But after the Eagles came into MetLife Stadium and beat the Giants 48-22, a total humiliation while the Giants didn't have half their team, uh, I just wanted to beat them in the last week. And now it turns out they lose that game, but they lose it close, playing the Giants playing all their backups. Eagles had to have the game, and they barely beat them. What was it, 22-16, something like that? Uh, meanwhile, here they are again. 
and the Giants go to the playoffs and smack the Vikings around. And now they're going to Philadelphia to play an Eagle team that's a little wounded, a little wounded, but totally believes in himself, the best the NFC has to offer. Just ask them. So regardless, how are you getting along? Because this is the land where the teams, the fans, all live together. In harmony? one 800 If you're an Eagle fan, how are you getting along with your Giant friends? If you're a Giant fan, how are you getting along with your Eagle friends? And if your team should win this week, and you could dedicate that game to someone, who would it be? 1-800-283-101.5. Thomas is in Lawrenceville on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Thomas. Hey, Steve. Hey, Don't pal. That's great. You know what? A while ago, the NFL banned the Giants and the Eagles to have a 4 o'clock game. And you really? know why? Because there was too much violence. Now you're giving these guys, I mean the Eagles fans, three more hours to drink. <laughs> yep. I mean, think about that for one second, all right? Mm-hmm. Think about that for one second. The Eagles and Giants played at 4.15 last month, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, but the, the NFL banned them. That was a long time ago. Uh, in Philadelphia. Uh, they in played in Philadelphia two weeks ago. No, at 4.15. Well, whatever. I'm no, I know what you mean. I know, but still. And I know that you worked in Philadelphia. I love Philadelphia as a city, uh, but the fans are really, you know. You know the what? fans are kind of horrible. Fa- I have great neighbors who are, mm-hmm. who are Eagle fans. Right. And um, they love when I bring my big lasagna over, you know. Right. And, uh, you know, we, we munch and, and, and well, everything's good. cool. But um, I think we have an edge. Uh, I think we have an edge uh, statistically because, you know. How about that? The Eagles really do. They won the first two, right? The Eagles, that's, it's not so much an edge. We're going to win. It's not so much an edge as it is law of averages. But, yeah. Right. It is a law of averages, but it's a statistic. Okay. Uh, so I, I, I firmly believe that we're going to win this game. I'm calling it uh, 24-17 Giants. And if they win, who you want to dedicate it to? I'm going to dedicate it to you, dude. God bless you, Thomas. You're a good man. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. I would dedicate it to, my God, I would dedicate it to my father, who would have been 100 years old yesterday. I'm going to dedicate it to um, my good friend Mitchell Garrity, who was a diehard Giant fan who passed away a few weeks ago uh, from the neighborhood. I'm going to dedicate it to, I'm going to dedicate it to my sons, my son Albert, who's a diehard Giant fan, my wife, Deneen. I could go on and on and on. Ira Raff. I mean, the, the people you suffer with. I'm going to dedicate to Philadelphia radio station that has been torturing me for the last 20 years over Giants and Eagles and their fans. And I got to tell you, honest to God, uh, working with Philadelphia fans for 20 years, they're fine. It's, it, it's, it's way, that whole thing is way overrated. I, have, I, I sat in the broadcast booth with Merrill Reese and lived. I've, uh, I've walked the halls of Veteran Stadium in giant gear and did not have a problem. But regardless of that, if you're a Giant fan, how are you getting along with the Eagle fans? And you know what? The thing about the Eagle fans is that I'm able to do it because it's respect, because you never change your allegiance to a team. Just like I would never ask an Eagle fan to change his allegiance should they move, I would never change mine. And there's respect in that. 
But if you're a fan of the Giants or a fan of the Eagles and your team wins, who would you like to dedicate that victory to? Lynn is in Gibstown on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Lynn. Hey, guy. How you doing? I'm good. How about you? I'm terrific. And I want to tell you, in reference to your previous caller, uh, everybody knows Giants fans don't drink. So, <laughs> oh, I, I could beg the difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. This giant fan does. And, <laughs> and despite the fan, the fact that you're a Giants fan, I still enjoy your show, and I'm still going to tune in. I appreciate that. I, okay, it's exactly. all love. It's <laughs> it's all about love. Yeah, I sat in a dunk exactly. tank outside Lincoln Financial Field in a Plaxico Burris jersey to raise money for Eagles tackle breast cancer. I walked the streets of Philadelphia in a dress. <laughs> Over a giant, over losing a bet on the Giants and the Eagles. So now, there you go. Now, now you're an Eagles fan, right? Well, yeah, maybe a little. All right. If they win, who do you want to dedicate? Who would you dedicate that victory to? I have a dear friend who just passed away on December eighth. Mm-hmm. Um, can I say his name? Of course. Bob Creek, Bobby Creek, diehard Eagles fan, uh-huh. season ticket holder for at least thirty years, uh-huh. tailgater. Par excellence, uh-huh. the 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 true Eagles fan, great guy. I would dedicate the win to him, as I will when we win the Super Bowl. Nice, nice. Because yeah. I know, I know he is there. He will be on that field, and he will be that. What is it? The thirteenth man. Uh huh. The thirteenth fan. That's that. That's what I think was going on in Minnesota. I was thinking like my father was in heaven, batting the ball, <laughs> making sure, yeah. directing. You know, that's what we got to do here. And I know you won't like it when you see it happen. You're going to say, "Oh, Bob Creek." That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to. We are. You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to coin a new expression. We are up Bob's Creek. There you go. All right, Lynn. As well as should all be. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. We're up the creek. All right. If the Giant Giant Eagles this weekend, if you're a fan of the Giants, you're a fan of the Eagles, and your team wins, who would you like to dedicate that victory to? And if you got any good stories about uh, dealing with the other team's fans, I'd love to hear them. You ever hear say this, I can't tell you how much weight I've gained since I can't do the things I used to do, or this pain is holding me back from my walk, my run, my activities. Well, it's time to finally do something about it and get back to doing what you love. Trinity Rehab can help. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed, same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it or not doing anything but making you feel loopy or drowsy like other places. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAP therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions. And no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall, so you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. 
New Jersey 101.5 presents a town hall. Rising crime in New Jersey. This Thursday night at 7, join news anchor Eric Scott. Top law enforcement representatives and local crime experts will examine why New Jersey crime is on the rise. How you can protect your family and your home and business. The New Jersey 101.5 town hall. Rising crime in New Jersey. This Thursday night at 7. Watch it on nj1015.com or listen on your radio or our free app. Steve Trevelis. All right. Giants-Eagles NFC playoff game Saturday night, 8-15. Let's give the Philadelphia fans an entire day to get loaded in the parking lot at Lincoln Financial Field. Let the fun begin. All right. Who do you think is going to win the game? Uh, If your team wins, who would you like to dedicate that victory to? Amanda is in Pittsgrove on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Amanda. Hey, Steve, long-time listener. Thanks for taking my call. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. No, no problem. So, all right, real quick, complicated story. Good, take your time. My current husband, when I was 18, told me his uncle was Leonard Toes. I'm sure you know who he was back in the 80s. He owned the Eagles. Right. I never believed him. Right. Years pass, I meet my ex-husband, who passed away in 2017, diehard Giants fan, grew up in Jersey City, went to a Giants-Steelers wildcard game, crazy Giants fan, had twins with him. My twin boys are both Giants fans. God bless them. So this weekend, my the 18 guy when I met when I was 18, I ended up marrying. Right. Oh, wow, this is some story. Later on in life. Right. So I'm married to the guy whose uncle was Leonard Toes, and if the Giants win, I definitely would dedicate it to my ex-husband because he's in heaven watching down, so I'm sure he'll be batting the ball around, too. Yeah, I'm hoping for the same thing. And And my son was nervous as anything the other night, man, sitting on the couch, but it was a great game for sure. It was an amazing game. And, uh, wow, Leonard, now did you ever meet Uncle Leonard? I didn't. Uncle Leonard passed way before I came back into the picture. He was around when I was initially in the picture, but he died uh, in between that time when I was with uh, my ex who's passed on, so... I never got to meet him, but he was a really awesome guy who would literally buy steak and lobster for all of the journalists, and that's how he blew all his money. He ended up losing all his money. Well, the there was that gambling thing. <laughs> yeah, there was that casino Famously thing. in lost. Oh, they got me too intoxicated. Yeah, he sued the casino. Well, here's the thing, though. Uh, They actually, uh, he countersued the casino. The the Sands sued him for $1.23 million in gambling debts. He countersued contending that the casino got him too drunk to know what he was doing. Eventually, the casino won. But get this. There was testimony from a cocktail waitress swearing that her job description was to keep Mr. Toast's glass filled. The casino provided a monogram glass which she said she was instructed to keep filled with top-shelf scotch. That is correct. I don't know. That's a great story, Amanda. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Kathy is in West Hampton on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Kathy. Hello. How are you, Kathy? Can you hear me? I got you. Okay. Okay, great. Um, I'm turning my radio down so I can barely hear you, but um, I am a diehard Eagles fan. Right. Uh, and uh, I bleed green. Right. I'm currently on the Jersey Turnpike heading south, ready to get off my exit five. So right. Location. Okay. Um, I'm an Eagles fan. But right. it is so bad between my sister and I. We 
in the beginning we could watch them together. Right. We absolutely cannot now. And I did not call her last night. You didn't? Congratulate her. I couldn't. Um, so there won't be any kind of getting together next week. All right. So I have a question. Go ahead. My question is, when Dallas plays the Giants, I always root for the Giants. I do. Right. But my sister, as a Giant fan, roots for the Cowboys to beat the Eagles, and that I just don't understand. Because it depends on who the bigger rivalry is. You know, I mean, personally... For me, the Eagles are the worst rivalry. I don't consider the Dallas Cowboys. I don't hate the Cowboys as much as I hate the Eagles. And when you're a Giant fan, you got to make that decision. Like, if you're an Eagle fan, a lot of Eagle fans hate the Giants way more than they hate the Cowboys. The Cowboy-Eagle thing is more of a manufactured rivalry. The Eagle-Giant thing is real. Those guys really don't like each other. You could see it when they play. And it's gone on for years. And I think that's that's why you know she'll root for the Cowboys because true Giant fans hate the Eagles more so than the Cowboys. I, after all these years, I did not know that. Yeah, I mean, like in the seventies, it was different, but now not so much. Wow, I thought even now it would be more so. I guess we just hate Dallas so much that we want anybody to beat them. Who yeah. would you dedicate the victory to? Oh. Her. I, All right. I dedicate to her and smash it in her face. <laughs> Jersey Radio. Great to call in. Thank you, guys. New Jersey 101.5. Yeah, 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 yeah. Steve Trevor is talking to you at 1-800-283-101.5 till 11 o'clock tonight. Go to nj1015.com. I'll tell you everything you need to know about getting tickets for the Giant Eagle game this Saturday night. I got all the sites up there, where you can get them, what they're costing. There are 50-yard line seats going for over $4,000. Would you pay that much? Seriously. Uh, Also, uh, Gigantar. We had Shannon McDonald, who uh, designed it and created it on Thursday night. Jim Babjack from the Smithereens. He and Dennis Dykin were there. uh, The unveiling on Saturday. We got the story at NJ1015.com. It's the celebration of the anniversary of Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday. And on that day, as I have every year, I play an excerpt from the I Have a Dream speech for a few minutes. Even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will they be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood? I have a dream. 
August 28th, 1963 was when he gave that speech. How far have we come? Uh, there's a survey uh, that was done, a Monmouth University survey, saying most New Jersey adults embrace the state's racial and ethnic diversity, but at the same time acknowledge that we are far from becoming a racially equitable society. Uh, how do you feel? The thing about, on a grassroots level, I think that we don't have the racism in our hearts that the media is claiming that we do. I don't see color. Uh, I don't think our children see color. I don't know if you see color. I think that if you go back to that speech in 1963 and what the world was like then as far as prejudice goes, as far as racism goes, and you look at what the world is like now, it's almost night and day. In my opinion, how do you feel? 1-800-283-101.5. I think that, I mean, like, as I said, I think on a grassroots level, we're not racists. I think we embrace each other. I think we get along. And if we're not, or if you're not, let me know. In my world, I don't see prejudice because I'm not prejudiced against anyone. I don't feel prejudice because uh, if I, I mean, or maybe I'm just not, can, I mean, I'm not feeling it. I'm not getting it. But do you get along? Do you get along with your friend? Do you get along with your neighbor? Do you get along with your coworkers, regardless of their ethnicity? And it's not just black. You know, it's Asian, it's white, it's uh, Hindu, it's everybody. Do we get along, and how do you feel about that? 1-800-283-101.5. Is racism overdone in the media, or do you think it's real? Do you think we're better off now or worse off? Then say when you were a kid, whenever that was. Or if you are a kid, do you think it's getting better? Do you think it's getting worse? If so, why? 1-800-283-101.5. Quarter of the respondents said they feel black and white people are treated equally. That's down from 42% uh, when the question was asked in 2012. Again, how much of this is politics? How much of this is the way you're being pointed by social media or the way you're being pointed by society or by, again, I'm going back to the media. In the latest poll, 27% said they feel they will see racial equity in their lifetime. 43% said they believe they won't. So in your mind or in your opinion, what is racial equity? Everyone's treated the same? Are you seeing that not happening? And if so, please explain to me why. I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I just want to understand where you're coming from. I'm being honest and telling you where I'm coming from. You know, the idea, oh, you know, half my friends are blocking, half my friends, no, 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 it's, it's not about that. I think that, like, we live in a world now that is that is so diverse, everyone's living together, and we all just get along and know each other. We all go through the same thing. We all have to pay our mortgage. We all have to live in Jersey and pay these freaking taxes and deal with all this crap that we get from above, from government. We're all in this together. Do we even have the time to be prejudiced? Do we even have the time, you know, for racism? 1-800-283-101.5. But, you know, this uh, Monmouth University poll, 26% say black and white people were treated the same. Do you agree or disagree? And what have your experiences been like? 
And uh, the next part of that, now, New Jersey's to consider whether black residents get reparation payments for slavery. And David Mathow put this at NJ1015.com. New Jersey Senate Assembly committees could soon consider legislation. The Senate and the Assembly, they would call for a special task force to review the history of slavery in the Garden State and propose ways to offer reparations for black residents. How would you do it? Do you have any idea? First of all, you have to decide who would get it. Would it only be, would you have to prove that you're a descendant of a slave? How much money are we talking about? What's the worth of someone's life going back before 1865? Would it wipe out racism or would it make things worse? And what about the people who had nothing to do with it? Like my ancestors who came here like in the 1900s. You know, the Italians, the Irish, the Polish, the Jews, who all came here later on. Had nothing to do with slavery. But we're all going to pay for it. As well as people who are affected by slavery. You know, black people pay taxes too. How would the whole thing work? And are you in favor of it? 1-800-283-101.5. So basically two questions. How close do you think we are to racial equality in New Jersey? And how do you feel about the idea of slavery reparations? Because it's a growing thing. And it could grow into your pocket. It could grow into tax dollars. This is extremely divisive. I mean, as far as the way I feel about it, what's past is past. What's past was wrong. But we can only go forward. You know, the, uh, it's really, really hard when you're dealing with something so long ago. You know, there were reparations given to Japanese after World War II, but that was really close to World War II. Now you're talking about something that took place 200 years ago, 150 years ago. All we can really do now is everything possible to help everyone achieve the so-called American dream and not screw everybody which is kind of like what what government is trained to do or taught us to do. 1-800-283-101.5. So where are you on this? One, do you feel, you know, that we have racial equality in New Jersey? And two, how do you feel about slave reparations in New Jersey? Not to be included... Have you been thinking about adding a pet to your family? My friends at Pet Center in Old Bridge know exactly how to match you with the perfect pet. They have a large selection of quality puppies from USDA licensed and inspected breeders. When you bring home a Pet Center puppy, you get the most comprehensive guarantees in the market, up-to-date vaccines, five generations of pedigree, and a complete homecoming kit. They have a large selection of small animals, reptiles, birds, and tropical fish. Visit them in the shops at Old Bridge on Route 9 or at PetCenterNJ.com today. Here's fast traffic. Steve Trevelis, 1-800-283-101.5. This is uh, the celebration of Martin Luther King Day. Do you feel uh, that we need slavery reparations in New Jersey? And uh, how far away do you think we are, if at all, from racial equality in New Jersey? 1-800-283-101.5. How much of it is the media? How much of it is real? 
Let's talk to Craig in Browns Mills on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Craig. Hi, uh, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I, I, I just, I just like to point out what's not equal. I don't understand what's not equal, and and why, why does do we need to pay represent repre- reparations for reparations for for something that happened 158 years ago? So politicians can look good. So politicians can pat themselves on the back and get more voters in their mind. Okay, how, how about Russians and Jews and Polish and, and, and anybody who came from the Holocaust? How about their relatives? you got to be kidding me. This, 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 is, this is absurd. Well, absolutely absurd. How far away do you think we are from racial equality? I think we're equal right now. In my experience, I don't have a problem with anybody. You know, I don't. I can't see anybody being denied. You know, it happened a long time ago. I I don't see it happening now. And if people, if it is happening to people now, then call me and let me know. But yeah, exactly. I, tell, tell me, tell me. You go back to 1967. There was a movie with Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn called "Guess Who's Coming to Dinner," and it was all about an interracial couple. Today, it's everywhere. Nobody cares, right? Commercials. It's, it's just so accepted and so part of society and no problem with it. But that's how far we've come. You know, but thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. I, I, I may be missing something. Phil is in Lakewood on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Phil. Hey, Steve. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? Great. I feel that the media overhypes it because I remember Morgan Freeman was on with Mike Wallace. And they asked him, how do you feel about Black History Month? And he says, we shouldn't have Black History Month. We should have American History Month honoring all of what Americans do. He's right. Because Morgan Freeman's such a great guy. He's just such a classy guy, and he's smart, and he's just such a great actor. And that's what I like about him. Uh, No, I I get what you're saying. All right, man, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. You made the quote on 60 Minutes. You want to stop race? You want to end racism? Stop talking about it. How do you feel? Adele is in Delran on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Adele. Hey, Steve. Uh, this is the first time. I've only called three times, and this is the first time I used my real name. <laughs> Oh, I'm Adele. I'm so happy. I, I, I thank you for that. <laughs> were, were you using phony names? <laughs> I use everybody's name but mine. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want to know some of these other names you're using, God only, because then when they call again, I'll know it's you. <laughs> it could be anybody, Steve. All right. What are you thinking? But here's what I, I feel... All right, I was a flight attendant for 28 years. Right. And when we fly, we fly with a versatile crew as far as um, black and white, German, Irish, whatever. But um, I had an incident with um, white girls when you, I worked for U.S. Air, when we merged, but we didn't merge. We bought Piedmont. Remember Piedmont? Uh-huh. And um, I was thrown into uh, that crew because they needed another flight attendant. Um, I don't want to go on and on. But they literally, because 
they were from the South, and I'm from New Jersey. And they all started making fun of my accent. Right. <laughs> my accent. Your and accent. Adele's accent. Not, not some other name she uses to call me with a fake accent. The <laughs> real Adele. But Adele. Uh, this is Adele. Okay. And uh, so, so much is that I had to sit down and do nothing because they wouldn't let me perform as I'm supposed to. And I had to go to the captain and tell him, look, this is a safety issue. We all have to be, you know. So then I'll go to another um, instance. I have flown. Adele, I'm confused. I got to stay with the topic here. Do you feel that we should have reparations for slavery? And but you, I am. I'm, get, I'm going right to that. Right? Uh, you got 30 seconds because I got other people I got to talk to. Here. So, I love talking know. to you, but still. <laughs> you, should. you know how they get. <laughs> They're using their real names and everything. <laughs> so, so anyway. Can I put you down for a yes or can I put you down for a no? Keepers, criminals. I had a point. But I flew with, that was white girls who were treating me badly, is my point. Right. And yes, I really still think, because I, I flew with black women, black men, and never had a problem. They, but I could see that they had a chip on their shoulder. They felt that they were being judged all the time. Just saying. But that was then. What about now? Then wasn't that far away. It was like six years ago. You're saying six years ago? Yes, sir. All right, so you were a flight attendant at 61 years old. one 800 I'm telling you. This is the kind of this is the kind of stuff that brightens your day. Anthony's in Philadelphia. Hello, my friend. How are you? First of all, yes. Let's not let's not pretend that racism doesn't exist. That it does or that it doesn't. That it that don't don't let's not pretend that it doesn't exist. And it's not just a black and white. Um, no, it, it does. But how 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 is, does it exist compared to how it existed? Are we better or are we worse? Well, we're talking about no. You're, you're, you're absolutely better. Um, absolutely better. I mean, okay. of course, I, I I wouldn't be able to call this this radio. I, I, had it not been for the Herculean efforts of Martin Luther King and men and women of his out, I wouldn't be able to work at the, the company I work at and draw the salary I can. Absolutely. Uh, and that's figures. living uh, proof. No question. You make six figures? I wouldn't be able to call this radio station. My wife does. Oh, okay. I wouldn't be able to call this radio station to talk to you. I wouldn't be able to say, Steve, let's meet at your favorite restaurant to eat. But, yes, things are definitely better, but let's not act like they're non-existent. That's not what I'm saying. Well, wait a minute, though. Hold um, on. Listen, let me let me put you on hold. I got to do the news, and then we can talk more. Can you okay, do that? I'll come back. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. Give me time to think of stuff, too. Hold yep. on. <laughs> All right. Should we have reparations, and uh, do you feel we're getting closer to racial equality in New Jersey, or are we there? It's 830. 
Now the latest New Jersey news from NJ 101. I noted 283-101.5. 26% of Monmouth University poll say um, racial equity polls say black and white people are treated the same. Do you agree or disagree? And uh, in the Senate and the Assembly, there's uh, talk about reparations. Should we be having slavery reparations in New Jersey? The Senate and the Assembly Committee are considering it. Where do you stand on it? 1-800-283-101.5. Do I got, do I got to do this again? Oh, my God. Gee, it's Anthony in Philadelphia, part two of our conversation. Hello, Mr. Happy. Well, as far as the reparations goes, yeah. um, in order to universally give reparations, America would have to concede that they did something awful. You have to, you have, you have to admit that what they did was totally awful. Right. Then you, you repair it. It's like, so you re- reparations are repairing, repairing, repairing a wrong that was done. And I don't think America is ready to do that. And I'm, you know, that, how would you even do it? Uh, I, I guess who would get it? <laughs> I guess a direct descendant of slaves, and I'm, you know, that, that's a whole other. I mean, how much I money know. would Twenty Three and Me make off of that, right? How much money would well, Ancestry.com? This whole thing could be started by Ancestry.com. I'm kidding. So, you know, things have gotten better. I mean, I'm, I'm in third grade. I went to a school where I was the only black kid in the entire school, right? And I didn't realize it till years later. Um, but did they treat you differently? Did you suffer prejudice? Pre- were you pre- was there prejudice over it, or had, were you accepted? No, I had. You know why? Because those those kids weren't taught, and in third grade, to hate black people, or and I was different. Exactly. Um, you ever see South Pacific? No reason to it. I never had the. My parents never gave me the white people are the devil speech, so I've never had that. Okay. Type of venom in, in my heart. Right. But let's not act like it doesn't exist. It still it does exist. It's definitely better. I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm just saying to what degree. Well, it's all subjective. Um, in my life, right. I've been called um, the infamous N-word maybe three times. Um, twice, guy passing on the bike. Once, guy passing the truck. And an old lady in front of a deli one time. So my experiences um, are very few very few with treatment, you know, unbecomes of human. Right. You know, I've never had that, but I'm, I'm, I'm not, I've never had an incident with a, a police officer. Do you feel you're being denied any opportunity because I, of not. the color it, of the And I say this all, absolutely not at, at this point, no. And I don't care who the president is, who the mayor is. I'm, I've been flowing the way I've been flowing 55 years. Exactly. Um, but that's not for everybody. That's not everybody. That's okay, not for everybody. But, but again, I, I get that. But again, what's, you know, on a grassroots level, I believe personally, in my experience, I think that on a grassroots level, people to people, I think we all get along. 
I think we all realize we have to get along. I, th- I think we all like each other. I think we've moved past that, a lot of that, uh, you know, of the, of the old racial prejudice of the 60s, of when Martin Luther King made that speech in 1963. We are so far away from that. Uh, of course. Right? So, but, but that, and that's a great thing. You, you go back to, like, 1969, Jesse Cole and Young, everybody get together, try to love one another right now. All those songs back then about, you know, about how one day, and here we are. 60 years later, or 50 years later, and, and, and people are still singing the songs. I believe that social media, you know, I've got a lot of people are telling you you're a racist, and uh, USC just eliminated certain words from the vocabulary, and it's like, all right, enough already. Let's go forward, you know, and just continue to, to get along, to everybody work together. We've got problems that are way too big in this country. For, for racism, you know, that we've got to solve well, together. You know what I'm trying to say? No question. And if you work at, at, at a worldly scale, right? Um, there, 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 there are people, countries that hate Americans. Right. Period. Like, um, I'm just thinking, I mean, and there's, there, there's been horrible things done throughout humanity by pretty much everybody. But I think the biggest, there's people who hate this country. There's countries that hate this country. Mm-hmm. Um, for what we've done, um, so there's a lot of to heal. You got to admit that some wrong done to some people. It's not just black people. Um, it's it's but things have gotten better for sure. Uh, my mom grew up in South Carolina, right? And um, she has you know, if you ask her, she's t- she would tell you some some crazy horrible stories that happened she when she live. was growing up, not now. Right, but she doesn't. She doesn't. Well, no, she she never lives in those moments. She you you have to ask her, right? Like I said, my parents never gave me um, white people the devil speech because she doesn't, you know, it, things that were done were done by a minority of people. Mm-hmm. Well, That's well, I know back then was different. Back then was different. The, it was it was a majority of people doing things in the forties and fifties. Right, you know. and now it's not. And that's the thing, trying to keep people in 2023, you know, trying to keep, because when you do this topic, you get a lot of, well, back, you know, this happened in my youth. This happened to my parents. This happened. And I get that. And it was totally wrong. But well, in 2023, no, what's happening? You have people, you have people who, um, who aren't, who aren't black, who have issues with, for no reason, black people. They just have it in their head. They're bad. They're oh, yeah. Cool. They're, they're going to rob you. And that, that, that needs to change also That's because everybody is different. And I'm saying that's a great there's some bad brothers out here. I'm scared of the brothers, some of them. Yeah. No, people. I, I get it. And, and, and that's, it's, it, go ahead. Yeah. You know, it, it, we, we do, we all have some things with us. Mm-hmm. But things have gotten definitely better. Um, it'll never be where we all kumbaya. Well, um, I got to ask you one question, though. Absolutely. Your, your your mother never gave you the white people the devil speech, right? Did, Correct. She, did she ever give you the giant fans of the devil speech? Well, she 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 you know when she moved to Philly in her eighties. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't think the Giants were invented yet. Oh, okay, okay. No, they were invented in nineteen twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to feel next week? I'm going to feel great now. I'm going to feel great next week. I'm going to feel. <laughs> You're gonna feel great next week. I'm gonna feel great next week. I'm gonna be. Why is that? Because the Giants gonna beat the Eagles Sunday night. Oh my goodness! <laughs> that, 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 not, it, it's gonna be a double take from last week. Uh-huh. Um, just at a, a, a greater proportion. All right. So what we have learned from this is that uh, right, now, how far away would you say we are from racial equality? Well, here, here's the thing. 
um, you know, America is is run, you know, by older generation of men, older men who grew up in in an era, and who make money from racism. Right, right, and it, it behooves certain people to not be, if they are racist, to not show it because they need us to make money. And it also behooves people to push racism so that they can make money off of that. Be honest. I'm not sure who pushes racism. I'm not, I'm not sure who pushes racism. Um, people write books. People speak at colleges. People who, you know, push, you know, again, Samuel Jack, what was that? I'm sorry, Morgan Freeman. You want to end racism, stop talking about it. You know, there are yeah, people. With, with the gentleman said um, about Black History Month, there's a lot of our history that even we don't know because we're not able to tell it. And um, that should be told. And right now, and, and there's not, there aren't outlets that you're not going to have all our stories told on, on white networks. It's just not going to happen. So we do need our own thing so we can learn our own thing, learn where we're from, learn who we are. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, no. Well, how much of that? I, how much? Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with that. But I got to let you go because I'm like two minutes past the break. But uh, good, good stuff as always. And uh, go Giants. 1-800-283-101.5. You ever heard of say this? I can't tell you how much weight I've gained since I can't do the things I used to do. Or this pain is holding me back from my walk, my run, my activities. Well, it's time to finally do something about it and get back to doing what you love. Trinity Rehab can help. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed, same-day opportunities, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it or not doing anything, but making you feel loopy or drowsy like other places. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, and frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. All Jersey. 101.5 wants to say thanks for listening. And fill your tank for free. You go in a free $50 gas card. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our secret code word. Enter in our app to win a free $50 gas card. There's three winners every weekday. Good luck and thanks for listening. From New Jersey, 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. How do you feel about racism in New Jersey? Are we getting closer to racial equality? 26% in a Monmouth University poll say black and white people are treated the same. How do you feel about it? And uh, do you feel we should have slave reparations in New Jersey? Because that's now being considered by the Senate and the Assembly committees. They could soon consider legislation that calls for a special task force to review the history of slavery in the Garden State and propose ways to offer reparations for black residents. How on earth could it possibly happen? And, uh, of course, if this happens, you'll be paying the bill. How would you decide who would get the money? 1-800-283-101.5. I'm totally against this. I think we move on, and uh, the way we repair is we make it better. You know, we make it better for everyone so that we can live in the world that Martin Luther King Dr. Martin Luther King had the dream about, you know, where a man is not judged by the color of his skin, where we just move on together and we take on, 
what we have to do. You know, we take on the tasks at hand. You know, we take on making the state a better place to live. The, the solution in New Jersey for everything is just throw money at it. Oh, slave reparations, fine. We'll just tax people, throw money at it. You know, every everything they come up with, they want to throw money at. I don't think money solves this. I don't think they're like, would it end racism in New Jersey? Would it make a difference? And again, should people who had nothing to do with slavery, the people who immigrated here after 1865, the Italians, the Irish, the Polish, the Jews, should, should, should they have to be responsible for what this country did before our ancestors got here? 1-800-283-101.5. The only thing we can do here is go forward. Slavery has passed too long ago to give. What we do now is do everything possible to help everyone achieve the so-called American dream. And the dream is not to screw everybody around you. The dream is to help everyone, to make us all one. So that we can live this so-called American dream. Last week I talked about, is the American dream alive and well in New Jersey for two hours? People said, absolutely not. Does this get us there? And my view on, on racism is that, you know, I think on a grassroots level, we're not racist. We're not prejudiced. We keep getting told we're racist. You know, we're, we do care about each other. We do give a damn. But then you got a media telling you that you don't. And you got politicians telling you that they don't, and they benefit from it, keeping everybody apart. You know, they run by division, keep them separated, right? Black versus white, vaccine versus non-vaccine. Who's vaccinated? Who's not vaccinated? What was that song? Keep them separated. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. But where are you on this? Should there be slave reparations in the Garden State? Played a key role in New Jersey. Uh. As far as the payments go, task force would look at the issue of direct monetary payments for descendants of slaves, but there are also other aspects of reparations, like policies and programs structurally to end the kind of racial disparities and racial inequities that we can see. Okay, well, answer me this. What racial disparity are we living with today? What racial inequity are we living with today? Who's being denied what in New Jersey? Because of their race. In 2023. I want to go back to the old days. I know about the old days. We all agree on the old days. But right now in 2023. Who's being denied an opportunity because of their race? I have no calls. And I don't expect any. That's why I'm throwing out the question. Totally confident. 1-800-283-101.5. And if there is a story, then let's talk about it. And maybe uh, through the conversation, we can fix it. Or at least come to a conclusion. 1-800-283-101.5. Slave reparations in New Jersey. Are you for it or are you against it? And uh, how close are we to racial equity? We've come a long way as a society since Martin Luther King's dream speech. And thank God he made it. Because it inspired enough people to think about things and assess. 
Bob's in Warren on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Bob. Hey, man. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. What are you thinking? I just tuned in. I listen to you guys, but you're talking about reparations? Yes. 150% against it. Okay. I never owned slaves. Uh, my grandparents didn't. My, my grandparents and parents came from Europe. As a matter of fact, so did I. Exactly. Uh, and and well, I never owned a slave. I, I, I don't even know what a slave is. I treat people the way they treat me. And I think that's what most people do. Um, I don't think anybody walks out of the house in the morning and says, I want to be prejudiced today, you know? No, the, 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 the viewpoint, the social viewpoint has changed so much. Social mores have changed so much. And, and, that, and that's the thing. But then you've got a social, you've got a media telling you that you're a racist. Oh, yeah. And you're not. You, know, you turn on the TV, right? And you got politicians telling you, we're going to make this, we're going to make reparations. You know, it's all, to me, a bunch of BS. But that's me. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think if the politicians stayed out of our lives, it would be a much better place to live. A much cheaper place to live as well. 1-800-283-101.5. Take us into the next hour. How do you feel about the idea of slave reparations? And uh, how close are we to racial equality in New Jersey? If it's happening in New Jersey, it's happening on New Jersey 101.5. W. Trenton, WKXWHD. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five is what gets you through the night. Steve Trevelis hanging with you till eleven o'clock at night. Uh, so much to talk about, so little time. Go to nj 1015com Tell you where you get tickets for the Giants and the Eagles. I wouldn't go to that game if you paid me. They're gonna have all day to get loaded before the eight fifteen start. Besides, I'm gonna be getting paid. I'm going. To, I'm doing a comedy show that night. And then I'm going to watch the game. Uh, personally, I'd rather see it at home, but that's me. Also, Gigantar, a 24-foot guitar that was made in Farmingdale and uh, unveiled at the Stone Pony by Smithereens, Jim Babjack, and Dennis Dyken. You may remember Jim was on the show and Shannon, the artist, was on the show Thursday night. Well, the pictures and the story, it's all on nj1015.com as well as where you get the best stakes. Um, USC office has removed, University of Southern California, has removed field from its curriculum, citing possible racist connotations. An office within the University of Southern California School of Social Work says it is removing the term field from its curriculum because it may have racial connotations. This is where we are right now. So they'll no longer use the term field work, according to a memo obtained by NPR. Uh... How bad is racism in New Jersey? Do we have racial equality in New Jersey? And they are actually considering slave reparations in New Jersey. Do we need slave reparations in New Jersey? I, th I say I think not. But how do you feel? 1-800-283-101.5. In 2023, we know the past is the past, and we know the past was wrong. But right now, 2023, 2022, 2021, how much racism are you experiencing? And please give me examples. Who's being denied what due to racism? Scott's in Westville on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Scott. 
Good evening, Steve. I haven't spoken to you since last year, so Happy New Year. Hope Happy New Year. The holidays were warm and healthy. Thank you, pal. You too. Um, so I, I vehemently disagree with this whole uh, ponderous, you know, uh, concept of reparations. It was an ugly, you know, dark portion of our past, but, you know, through enlightenment, we've learned from it. And, you know, more than one cultural society and sect was impacted by um, slavery. You know, I happen to be Irish. You know, the Irish, you know, dug the Delaware Canal, which a family member lives on to provide, you know, fuel for the city of Philadelphia from the Lehigh Valley. You know, right. nobody talks about that. I, I work in the construction field. Uh, I, the next guy is as good as I am, you know, uh, all shapes, colors, sizes, uh, ethnic backgrounds. Exactly. And, and I, I don't see it myself here in, in Southern New Jersey. Um, but you know, I, I think, I think the problem is, and, and this is my only point that I'd like to uh, present to you this evening is that I just left ShopRite this afternoon and, or this evening, um, had someone in front of me, uh, have a full belt of lobster tails, filet mignons, crab meat. It was paid for by a food stamp card. And, How about that? um, it, well, you know, like I, I'm not buying that stuff, but, um, the, 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 the problem that I have with the whole situation is, you know, not, I'm not, you know, denying or, you know, want to force someone into what they buy if they have to eat, but the person got out had a whole shopping cart full of stuff and I passed her in the parking lot and she was unloading her things into one of these, uh, Porsche Macron, like SUV. Nice work if you can get it. But now what does that and got you know, to do I, with racism? I, I, I think it, the, the people that want the reparations are, are, are the ones that are rapacious that just want to take and take as much as the government can give. You got, wait a minute, Scott, sure. let, me, let me say something. This is not, the descendants of slaves saying, give us money. This is government saying, we want to give them money. So you can't lay that at the feet of the people. You lay that at the feet of the government who's trying to look good or get more votes or pat themselves on the back, uh, trying to solve a problem that is way too late to be solved by throwing money at it. We solved that problem you, by it. making it more and more available for everyone to be to to live the American dream equally. And the takers will take, Steve. Exactly, exactly. But oh, when you, I mean, thanks, pal. I mean, if somebody knocked on your door and said, "Hey, we want to give you a check," what are you going to say? No, 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 not me. I insist. Seriously, one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Roses in Flemington. Hi, Rose. Hi, Steve. I must say that after that last conversation. Uh, you did very well to straighten that gentleman out. Um, what bothers me most is that there are people who want to work who don't necessarily have transportation. They don't have health care. They're paying exorbitant rents. But and what has that we, got to do with racism or slavery reparations? It's a lot to do with racism because we're so busy fighting wars over and over but and what has that got to do with racism or slavery reparations? Well, we don't need slavery representations if we have jobs for people and a way for them to get to work so that they don't have to send their children off to wars to make politicians look good. I'm not getting the connection. It, 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 all, it, all, it all floats to the top. I mean, we know this is the finest democracy money can buy. Right. No? Am I wrong on that one? 
Well, we pay a lot of taxes. We pay a lot of money for that democracy. Well, yeah. But look, look at all the, the greasing of all these politicians. Have you traveled extensively in your Rose, Rose, family? But we're, we're not on topic here, Rose. I get what you're saying. You know, uh, a public transportation would solve a lot of I've, problems. I've lived in other parts of the world. Okay, but right now, Rose, Rose. That. All right, but Rose, thanks. Uh, we're, we're getting off topic. We're getting on tangents here. Um It'd be great if we could get better public transportation. We could. I'm surprised that with the cost of cars today and with the price of gas that we don't have more public transportation. You know, it'd be great if we could all live in a city-like environment when it comes to public transportation where you could step outside your house, no matter where it is, and get on a public something and go someplace. Uh, but this is not that. You know, basically where we are now, reparations. Ron's in Bergen County on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Ron. Yeah, hey, how you doing? I think this is a long street count from North New Jersey. I think this is a long time coming. I appreciate New Jersey 101.5 really bringing this issue up. You okay. Know, uh, this is a fight that's been long uh, overdue. Um, you know, we, we already clear on the magnitude in which, um, you know, everybody has benefited uh, from African-Americans' uh, uh, labor. Um, and, um, you know, and, and, and we have institutions built, State Farm. We have a lot of uh, a real billion-dollar, multi-billion-dollar institutions that's built, been sitting uh, real nice and fat for a long time, uh, eating a long time, able to feed their family, the Rockefellers, the Rothschild. You know, we could go on and on. The time is now. Um, okay, but, Ron, how would you, you do know, it? Uh, what happened is I would do it based on, uh, um, um, I mean, the research is clear. I mean, it's, it's not. Ron, you know, how would you do DNA? it? Through DNA. You uh, you would do it through DNA. So, all right, so we're going to do it through DNA. How, did they have DNA back then? Do we have DNA from slaves? Yeah, that's correct. So it's not clear. So listen, it's very. So we don't have. Wait, wait, Ron, Ron, Ron. We don't have DNA from slaves. They didn't have DNA in 1865. Okay. So how are you going to do it? All right, so listen, the, the evidence and the history is clear. All right, so DNA... All right, we're back to the... We, we understand the history. We understand the evidence. But again, how do you do it? All right, so we do it... Right, so you you ever took a DNA test? Ron, I've, I've ever explained to you. You can't... There are no... There's no DNA from slaves. How do you do it? That's not, that's not true. We the Descendants of slaves have to be... You could do it through the descendants of slaves. How would you... But how do you know? How can you get the DNA... I mean, there, there was no DNA back in... How would you get DNA from slaves who... Told, from the descendants, we we can trace... A lot of us have white blood. Like, you got black people that have white blood, and they, a, lot, a lot of us, most African Americans have white blood. It's easy to be traced through DNA. But how? But there was no DNA in 1865. Maybe I'm missing it. I don't understand. No. All right. So how? All right, so how would you do it then? Only the I right, saw. So only the descendants of slaves would get how much money? You said how much? How much? Oh, there's no magnitude. There's no. There's you talking about trillions of dollars. How much? Uh, yeah. Give me a number. In order for we to know how much, we got to know the, the account, the full account. But how would you ever get that information? Through Ancestry.com. We can start there. But, Ron, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I got a traffic report. I, like, for example, go ahead. My, last name, my last name is Barnes, right? right. We, can tra- we can trace that back to the slave owner. All right, so let's, my so, last- all right, so, but then again, now wait a minute. Now you get into something else. The slave owner was private. I, I'm going to put you on hold. Can you hold on a second? 
Yeah, no problem. I'm going to put you on hold. It's, now, now, this brings up even more. 1-800-283-101.5. Should there be reparations, uh, slavery reparations, and uh, how close are we to racial equality in New Jersey? Here's Fast Traffic. We get bold. Get cold. Be bold. New Jersey 101.5's Big Joe Henry in Special Olympics, New Jersey, for the seaside polar bear plunge. Jump in the ocean with thousands, freezing for a reason, Saturday, February 25th. All the details are on our free app at nj1015.com. The seaside polar bear plunge with Special Olympics, NJ, only from New Jersey 101.5, where they are considering... Uh, whether black residents should get reparation payments for slavery. Your thoughts, 1-800-283-101.5. Now, Rods and Bergen County, you were talking before the break. So you're saying, now, the way that you're saying that we should give reparations and they should go to the descendants of slaves and we should do this based on DNA, but the problem is there was no DNA back in 1865. So how would you get the DNA from the slaves? Right. So, so, um, if, if I take my DNA today, right. they're able to trace it back to, to, what? to white slave masters. That's correct. There was no DNA in any color back in 1865. No, you're not listening. They're able to trace right. my DNA to, to institutions that benefited from the labor. You're making no sense. Grandparents. No, that's not true at all. It is totally true. How can you trace... But, Ron, how can you trace DNA when DNA didn't exist in 1865? Unless you had, like, the body of a slave. And you could say, okay, we could go to this skeleton. We could go to this and pull DNA and compare it. You can't do it because it doesn't exist. Here's here's my last point. So, say, for example, we don't go by DNA. And we we go by the, uh, the color of every African-American in this country, right? Now, we know that New Jersey is the, one of the, the third richest uh, state in the world, in the country. Is right? it really? So they have the money. So the money is definitely there, okay? Um, uh, we, we first at, of all, we don't have the money. That's why our taxes are so high. Well, we're not we just sitting Ron, we're not sitting here loaded in, voting in money. That's why our taxes are so high. In New Jersey is $218 billion in debt. The wealth gap is is, is for uh, Ron, the white. Uh, it's uh, about uh, where the money comes yeah. from. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? The, 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 the we're two hundred and something thousand dollars. What wealth gap? It's a huge wealth gap in New Jersey between it, white and black. You do you are aware of that, right? It doesn't. It's not about the wealth gap. It's about where the money would come from. That's, that's the money is going right. to. You're talking about reparations. They would come from Ron. Ron, can we talk one at a time? I let you talk, but we got to talk. Yes. You know, we have a dialogue. That's the right. money would come from the state of New Jersey. The state of New Jersey is two hundred and eighteen billion dollars in debt. So we don't have any money here in New Jersey. First of all, secondly, how you know as far as if you we talk about slavery reparations, slavery slaves were owned by private citizens, private individuals. So I think you can make a better case to tack, to go after the families if that's even right. possible. But I don't see how the state of New Jersey would have the money to do it. When you look at and how much are we talking about? Right. When you look at an institution like State Farm, right. which is a multi-billion-dollar company, right? Right. That 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 benefited and profited major off the backs of blacks. Okay. Right. They is in the position to play to to pay out. 
a reparation. Now, but that's a private it, thing. If you're talking about, say, okay. now, now, wait a minute, Ron. You're gonna, I'm going to have to let you go soon because you're mom for like five minutes already. But here's the thing. Right. If you're talking about, you're saying, all right, I can prove that I am a descendant of uh, my great-great-grandfather built right. State Farm. And right. he was a slave. I should get money. If you can make that case, you may have a case if they pass this right. law. But other than that, I don't see who else can, how are you going to do it. Yeah, reparations actually was paid out by State Farm uh, to a certain minimum. They they didn't pull out pay out the full amount, but they admitted that they uh, contributed to. But uh, that's a private thing, not the government, not right. the state of New Jersey. The government, when in New Jersey, benefited in a sense off the labor, which is, makes this the wealthiest state in the country. Now, here's how we're not the wealthiest state in the country. Ron, we're not. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. I appreciate the conversation. Uh, Let's go to Adrian's in Westfield on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Adrian. Uh, Do you know, um, I heard that they are even going to eliminate the Abbott and Costello's landlords, uh, Mr. Fields. No, I did not hear that. Yeah, about the elimination of Fields. Oh, I got it, I got it, I got it. I was was at a job interview the other day, and they ask you, and they look you straight in the face, they say, do you know, or have you ever owned a slave? I I couldn't believe that. What job were you at? (laughs) I I make it up. All right, all right, Adrian. The point I'd I'd like to make is... Be serious, Adrian. We we got, we, there are, I don't know which nation it was in, in Africa... But they were also responsible for uh, getting the slaves on, on the ships, getting them, uh, picking them out for the people that came over there, uh, should they have to pay reparations. And the whole thing is, uh, whatever happened to somebody's great-great-great-parents years ago, whether you're rich or whether you're poor, if your parents were, were billionaires, does that mean you should have to pay that money back, even if you're a homeless person now? You may have talking about back then. That's a good question. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5, but it wouldn't come from you. It would come from taxpayers. Nicholas is in Philadelphia on New Jersey 101.5. Nikki, what's up? Hey, hey, I was uh, I was agreeing with it. Who and when and how are they going to get paid if they want reparations? I completely don't understand where this money is going to come from. Do you want your trash picked up? Do you want your... Uh, your potholes fixed? Like, who's going to maintain the state of New Jersey? And how do you even, like, judge the amount of money to give anybody, you know? Well, that's the point. You, you, and you have to ask yourself, two couple of things going on here. You know, number one, let's keep in mind, this isn't, people aren't asking for this. This is the government considering it. This is the government. Right. This isn't like, well, there are no descendants of slaves saying, give us money. This is government saying, we think... We're going to have a Senate and Assembly committees consider the idea of reparations for slavery, but they don't even say who's going to get them, how it's going to work out, and how it's even possible. So this is just another scheme to take taxpayers' monies away from just to make people feel better. To make themselves feel better. (laughs) To make people, because we're not going to feel better, we're paying it. And you know what? Those people that are benefiting would also have to pay the taxes. So what are we doing Absolutely. here? And then there, there's nothing we can do. We just have to tell them that it's all it's all bull crap. They can't they can't take money for something that they can't really judge. You know, we didn't do anything. 
No. Like, uh, my parents, my parents are immigrants. I'm the firstborn here. My parents are Ukrainian immigrants. Mm-hmm. What What am I supposed to pay? You know. Hey, my oh, my grandparents are Italian immigrants. I know, and, and that's the thing. It's it's far too long. Nick, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel about the idea of New Jersey paying out slave reparations? It's nine thirty. Now the latest New Jersey news. Five. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. New Jersey's considering, both the Senate and the Assembly, uh, discussions on slave reparations in the Garden State. Uh, do you agree or disagree? It would call for a special task force to review the history of slavery in the Garden State and propose ways to offer reparations for black residents. Now... They're saying for black residents. They're not saying for descendants of slavery. So if you're a black resident, you have nothing to do with slavery, or you were, you know, you do, were not descended from a slave. I don't know how that could be. I don't know. Uh, should there be reparations? And of course, we're never going to understand uh, what life was like, the pain and suffering that would, you know, that. People who dealt with slavery, the descendants of slavery, the slaves, you know, went through. And uh, Anthony was texting me that, and I get it. But it's been over 150 years. How would you even figure out how to do it? We don't have the money to do it. Who would get it? How much? 1-800-283-101.5. Colton is in Forked River on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Colton. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good, how about you? Good. What are you thinking? Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I just want to say it's um, my person, personal opinion. It's, it's the dumbest thing ever. Uh, like you said, it's been over 150 years since, you know, we've America's even had slaves. And America was one of the last countries to bring slavery into the into America, and then one of the first to get rid of slavery in America. Right. Well, again, the qu- the question is, you know, any, my family were immigrants from Italy. We had nothing to do with this. Uh, and a lot of the generations that came after 65, a large part of the country, you know, most of the ethnicity, the Irish, the Polish, the Jewish, uh, all came later. You know, and again, if the slavery was a product of families who own slaves, then should they be responsible? Should the government be responsible? And the people are not asking for this. The government are the ones talking about it. So there's a, there's a lot of question here about how to do it, uh, and if it, if, it, if it should be done at this point, and what it would accomplish. How much money would you? What are you going to give somebody a check? How do you put a, a dollar value? In 2023, on what was done by a great, 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 great grandfather, if you could even prove that, before 1865. I'll tell you. Um, you know, I'm a second generation uh, Polish immigrant. Right. You know, like I. You had nothing to do with it. I had nothing to do with it. My family had nothing to do with it. Neither so did mine. I'd be paying uh, rep- uh, reparations to these African American families. That and the, and they had nothing to do with it. Like a hundred, maybe one hundred twenty-five years ago, maybe reparations should have been should have been given. But at this day and age, no. 
I think that uh, I think that's it. I think like the statute of limitations has expired. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. And if anything, then if you're going to go for reparation or you're going to, I could see it more in the form of a lawsuit saying I am suing the family. I am a descendant of a slave suing the family who used my great grandmother and great grandfather to uh, their labor to acquire the wealth which they had, bring that to court, would it work? It sounds like a Boston legal episode. And speaking of Boston, we got John in Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> How'd you like that lead in, John? Yeah, that was a great segue. Dude, I love that voice. Hold on, man. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. Can you sing Lou Rawls? Tell me, you'll never find. Come on, come on. You're great. You know something? Everybody asks me, can I sing? And uh, You should. I like, I like to sing. That's about it. That's about it. But no, I can't carry a note. Okay. So what are you thinking? Okay. So I'm listening. I'm listening to some of your callers and I mean, some, some I've heard 150% no, and this has got to be the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Right. But Steve, here's, here's the deal. America continues to profiteer from slavery. How? What do you mean? Let me give you a few Fortune 500 companies. New York Life, Aetna, Norfolk Southern Railroads, Wachovia, J.P. Morgan. When I walk in, when, when, when some African Americans walk into, let's say, Bank of America, who also profiteered right. from, from slavery, right? Right. That's the bank. That, the bank that profited off the backs of slaves also denies the black man alone. So, I mean, you say, how do they profit? There's just a few. No, no, I'm asking you. Are they profited from the work? Well, but John, John, when you're saying that, I'm thinking, is it happening right now? It's happening off work that was done before 1865 in the very beginning. Now, here's my question. Sure. Okay, so now, but not, it's not happening now. But here's my question. Should then, based on what you just said, should we be going after the government for the money or should we be going after the Bank of America or the bank for the money? Okay, so. Here, and the other private industries that you say profited. Okay, let me say this first and foremost so we, like, we can get on the same page. I'm for reparations, but I'm for it. In, in in the manner of it coming in, you know, I don't want to see individuals get checks. Okay, I don't want to do it. How I'd rather see housing. I'd rather I'd rather see you know uh, health care. You know, right. education. I'd rather see it come in that form. But how would you determine who should get it? We'll see now. Now, now, this is this is. We, I've had this conversation with multiple people. I'm not sure if you're aware of. Uh, uh, his name is Sandy Darity, and uh, he was talking about this conversation about reparations and how do you determine who, who's first generations of slaves, and you know the whole bit. Now, here's the problem, and and I agree with you on this: tracking who is a direct descendant of slaves is going to be a problem. And it will be a problem because white slave owners made a conscious effort to say, well, if they brought slaves from the Congo, we're going to say we brought them from Nigeria. We're going to send them to, to, to Virginia. We're going to send them to North Carolina. So slaves were broken up 
from different countries and brought here. And, and it was, you know, the paperwork was lost, definitely. Which I, makes I it hard to prove. No. Well, see, the thing you I'm say talking about descendants. Hard. How do you prove oh. who the descendants are? Okay, I, I, I don't think it should be too difficult. Like, I can track back to my great-grandfather's grandfather. And, um, you know, I, there's only been two people from the United States that have been tracked all the way to their village in Africa. But what we do know, right, we do know this to be factual. Okay. That there were millions of slaves brought here. Okay. No argument. And the, and the country was built on the backs of slavery. Okay, that's now, that's but again, bringing me to my next question, you know, how would you do it? How much, what's the worth of that? So you're saying, you know, uh, you're going to get free college? Where's the, it's a, college is a private college. You know what I mean? How, it, it raises so many questions. If you said, we're going to give free college to all of the descendants of slaves, and that's going to be the reparation, then it becomes, okay, well, but the college is unfree. Who's going to pay that? The government's going to pay the tuition? You know, how would the whole thing work? And what's the dollar value? On, and who did what? How did we determine the dollar value on what happened with Native Americans? How do we determine the dollar value I don't know. On, uh, on camps, uh, internment camps for the Japanese? But that, you see, but the thing about the internment camps was it happened so close to when it happened. Like, if this were 1870, if this were 1900, we could go back 40 years and figure it out. You want to go back over 200 years. Almost, right? Here's, some, here's, some, here's something I don't hear anyone complaining about, okay, is that billions of dollars have gone to the Jewish for the Holocaust. We acknowledged the Holocaust here in America before we even acknowledged it with, with a slavery museum. We give billions of dollars to Israel currently, billions of dollars to a, a nation that, I mean, they don't need a dime from us. All right, but again, I can't speak on that. I, I'm, you know, I'm talking about this. But I don't know enough about that to have the conversation. But what I'm asking you here is just very simple common sense. You know, how, you know, how do we do it? And that's the thing. But now I've got to let you go because i got to hit a commercial break. But give my, give my best answer. And I appreciate you. And that voice, you got to call back. I'm going to send you promos and IDs to cut for me. It is uh, 9.45. Should we have slavery reparations in New Jersey? New Jersey 0.5 presents a town hall on rising crime in New Jersey. This Thursday night at 7, join news anchor Eric Scott, top law enforcement representatives, and local crime experts. We'll examine why NJ crime is on the rise, how you can protect your family, your business, your home. The New Jersey 101.5 town hall, rising crime in New Jersey. This Thursday night at 7, watch it on NJ1015.com or listen on your radio or our free app. All right. 
1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. The, there's going to be dialogue about the idea of slave reparations in New Jersey. The Senate, the Assembly, everybody's uh, on board with this. Uh, where are you? I always say everybody's on board with this. Uh, what I should say is that the New Jersey Senate and Assembly committees could soon consider legislation that calls for a special task force to review the history of slavery in the Garden State and propose ways to offer reparations for black residents. Hey, your thoughts? Let's go to uh, Jim is in Flemington on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jim. Hey, good evening. Hi. So sim- simple question is, um, I had no ancestors on American soil before 1885. Does that automatically exempt me? Uh, you know what? They should say that. Will, they will should. It- but will it won't. It, will because, it be taken off of my taxes? or you know? No, that's the problem. And then They're not going to come to you for the money. They're going to take it from the... We are $248 billion in debt. Google it. Bloomberg will tell you. So we are 248 That means if we won the Powerball lottery, the $1.1 billion, $1.8 billion Powerball lottery, New Jersey would only be $230, $47 billion in debt. So now yeah, we got all this money. Murphy thinks everybody has Murphy money. You know, they're which ah, more money, more money, more money. Boardwalk fund, ah, more money, more money, more money. Uh, and, and these idiots, oh, Governor Murphy, we love you. And this is what they do. So we don't have the money to begin with. So there's not going to be any exemptions. And you know what else? The people who would be getting the money will also be paying taxes for the money. And and my other question is, and not discounting the horror that was slavery, but what if you had no ancestors here during that time and you are an African-American? Do you still get reparations? Apparently, yes. Sorry, according, I, yeah, according to them, according to, you know, what they're saying here. What are reparations for? A good question. A very good question. Brian's in West Long Branch on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Brian. Hey, good evening, Steve. How are you? Good, pal. How are you? I'm doing okay. So your last caller had some uh, coherent things to say. I just want to address um, one thing that the last caller said about Jews and the Holocaust. And, and, and it's just such a common thing that's going on now. And I just felt the need to call in because okay. I was driving and it upset me when I heard what he said. You know, first of all, regarding reparations and, and, and slavery, obviously it was horrible. It was close to 200 years ago. Like the last caller said, my, my, my parents and grandparents weren't even in this country. You know, exactly. I, I'm, I'm paying an exorbitant amount. The Holocaust, not in this country. This country gives money to Israel for a completely different reason. Um, the only democracy in the Middle East during, if the guy had knew any history, it was, it was to, it was to counter the Soviet Union and communism who allied with the Arab nations, the only country that we have, we are tied militarily with in the Middle East. It's two completely different things. It's a foreign policy move versus, you know, versus, I can understand the way he, all right, but I can understand, but but Brian, 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 can you understand the way he feels based on what he's feeling about the reparations? Like you're giving, you're telling me you don't have any money, yet you're giving money here. 
I mean, I get that. I don't think it's a it's a it's a direct prejudicial thing as much as it is like the, he's frustrated. But the problem here is th- this is just it's too far. It's it, it's 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 way past that, due. We can't do it. These came to this country from Europe and rebuilt themselves from the ground up. It wasn't long in this. It wasn't long ago in this country that Jews weren't allowed in certain parts of this country either. Same with the Italians. Wide, I know. Widespread anti-Semitism. And the Jewish population is thriving. It's based on family values, based, mm-hmm. on, based on, you know, education. You know, money is not going to solve the problem in no. the impoverished African-American communities in this country. Reparations isn't going to do it. We have to focus on... It's the focus on real practical go, solutions. Right. And it's it's a one to one thing. It's going forward and putting the will in the individual to want to make themselves better and to not you know, to not fall back on with, with the past. All, with all that's going on with all that's going on, it just compelled me to call because this guy had the audacity to bring up the Jewish people in the Holocaust. No, I understand. Like, it's I, it's just unbelievable. And it's sad coming from the black community because it, it came from my Brian. It did not come from the black community. It came from one guy. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. That's where we go wrong. We paint in broad strokes. It came from the black community. It came from one guy. And that's uh, if we spend more time focusing on that, you know, there'd be, there'd be a lot less guys and we'd be better off. New Jersey 101.5 wants to say tanks for listening. And fill your tank for free. You can win a free $50 gas card. Listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for the secret code word. Enter it on our app to win a free $50 gas card. There's three winners every weekday. Good luck and tanks for listening from New Jersey 101.5. XW Trenton, WKXW HD. When that moon gets up. That's what we do on a Monday night in New Jersey. We just sit here dancing in the moonlight, getting ready for a Saturday night when the Giants play the Eagles. I cannot wait. Oh, my God, I cannot wait. All right. What's been happening? Uh, <laughs> so what's going to come first, the sun in the morning or the Dallas Cowboy kicker makes an extra point? Uh, Cowboys are crushing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tomorrow, a post will come out on NJ1015.com as to where I think Tom Brady should go. Uh, be nice. But uh, also right now, you can go on NJ1015.com, see my post on Gigantor. Gigantor, not Gigantor. Gigantor was a Japanese animation cartoon from the early 60s. And uh, Gigantor later became the Iron Giant in 1999, and Pete Townsend wrote the album. But Gigantor is a giant uh, guitar that's 24 feet, designed by Shannon McDonald, and they premiered it outside the Stone Pony. Uh, Jim Babjack and his Steichen from Smithereens were there for the unveiling. They're taking this thing to Joliet, Illinois, Route 66, Rock Museum, Rock and Roll Museum, where uh, Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick, Cheap Trick will be waiting to unveil Ovada. So, uh, this is a, a story with a happy ending. Uh, there was a guy uh, from Newark who went to Des Moines and uh, couldn't take his dog on the plane to come home, so he leaves the dog tied up at Des Moines International Airport. And Chris Bergen 
paid for his uh, American pit bull terrier Stella to be on the same flight back to New Jersey on December 29th. But when uh, he checked in his bags, Chris Bakeson, uh, when he checked in, he was told that he had to provide a crate for the one-year-old mix in order to board. When he couldn't get his Uber driver to return or a friend to help out, he tied Stella to a post in a public area at the airport, boarded the plane, and left. How heartless could one person be? An innocent little dog has no idea what's going on, right? The dog is devoted to the master. Dog only has one master. Dog is devoted to the master, and this schmuck uh, decides he's just going to tie him to a post and get on the plane. One of the families at the airport that spotted Stella has stepped down to adopt her, according to the American Rescue League of Iowa, which cared for the dog. They renamed Allie after she was turned over by the police. Now, I mean, have you ever been in a situation, you know, you think, what would you do in this situation? Well, for one thing, you either take a different flight, uh, you know, you either change the flight, you explain the situation to somebody, uh, you call animal rescue, uh, you've got to do something. You cannot just tie the dog to a post. You call security and maybe give it to a security guard. Let them deal with so You know that the dog is safe. Uh, ARL spokeswoman Natalie Zier told New Jersey 101.5 the family has adopted Allie, wishes to remain anonymous, but she's um, settling in well in her new home. Beautiful dog, too. When you look, happy smile on a dog's face. Bixon was charged by Des Moines police with animal abandonment and neglect. According to police, he tried to get the Uber driver to come back to the airport to pick up the dog. The driver said he was an hour out on another trip. With his departure fast approaching, he texted back that he would figure it out. When friends did not respond to a text for help or passengers at the airport declined to take the dog, he left her behind and made the flight. Bigson later asked police if they could fly his dog back to New Jersey and was told she was getting good care. He agreed to her getting a new home. He told police several times he knew what he did was wrong, but he felt like he had no choice. This is so sad. He told the Daily Mail he was heading back to New Jersey after losing his job in Iowa. His girlfriend, who booked the tickets and daughter, flew separately. They were not aware at the time what happened to the dog. Well, the happy ending is the dog gets a new home. The unhappy ending is this poor guy uh, who didn't want to do the dog any harm was forced into a situation. Why wasn't the air? Why wouldn't there be some kind of provision by the airport? You know, I mean, this is what I don't understand. <clears throat> if they had paid, he paid for the passage. He paid for the dog to fly home. Now, if they're saying the dog has to be in a, you know, in a crate, then why doesn't he know that up front? Or why doesn't the airport, I can't imagine, like, this, this This can't be the first time this ever happened, right? You would figure they would have some crates around and maybe keep some crates. I mean, this is it. This little girl probably loves the dog. A dog is part of your family. You know, I mean, it's a shame that he had to do this. But it's also a shame that the situation happened. The airline should have been there, you know, with some kind of help. Even uh, maybe like planes should have, you know, like a, a, an emergency dog crate on board just in case. If you're booking dogs and it's not clear how they're to be boarded, I don't know that maybe, like maybe figured he was good. Because that's the other thing, too. He should have said it was, a, it was an emotional support dog and he would have let him on the plane like that. Next to the guy sitting with the emotional support snake and the emotional support ostrich. 
1-800-283-101.5 is the number. Have you ever rescued? First of all, your thoughts on this. Your thoughts on this. Is Charles Bigson really the villain here? I mean, he never should have abandoned the dog. I get that. But couldn't this have been handled in a better way? What would you have done? You pay for your dog to be boarded. You get there, and they're telling you that they can't board the dog unless you have a crate. You don't have a crate. But you did pay for your flight. You did pay for the dog to be, you know, to be on that flight. What should you do? What would you do? 1-800-283-101.5. And uh, do you know the story of the dog that you rescued? A lot of times you go, you know, you rescue a dog. What does that mean? It means I go, I sign a check. I let them come in my house. They look at all my financials. I give them a blood and urine sample. And they may give me a dog. That's what the situation was like when I got my dog. I ended up getting so disgusted, I just went to a pet store and bought my dog. Because it was so complicated with the process of rescuing a dog that I went to the pet store. Fluffy was on sale. I got him for $600. It was worth it. Happy ever since. The dog is eight years old now. Happy as a clam. Uh, but do you know the story of the dog that you rescued? Like the family that adopted this dog. It's a great, it's an incredible story. Dog's happy. Looks happy from the pictures. Uh, but, you know, we, we know the story of this dog. Do you know the story of the dog that you rescued? And what was it? How did you come to get your dog? And if your dog or cat were a rescue, do you know the life they led before you got them? You know, do you know what their life was like? Were they taken away? Were they given up by a family? Did someone pass away? Um, Were they abused? 1-800-283-101.5. How did you come to rescue your dog? And again, I imagine, you know, that's a silly way to say it because that means I, I went to the, you know, I went to the shelter and uh, I signed some papers and went through a lot of uh, obstacles, a lot of, you know, jumped through a lot of hoops and got a dog. Or do you actually know the story of the dog? 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, but I just, I just feel really bad for this guy because he really wasn't trying to do anything wrong. You know, poor guy. Imagine you lose your. It's what you know. It's a traumatic experience when people lose a dog alone. This guy lost his job. His little girl loses her dog, and he paid for. I hope he got a refund. He paid for the dog to fly on the plane, and the airline couldn't do anything about this. 1-800-283-101.5, or at least say, listen, we get the idea, you know, we understand what's going on here, so what we'll do is we will put you on another flight to give you time to get a crate. I just don't understand the way this whole thing was handled. He checked in, he was told he had to provide a crate for the dog in order to board. And he didn't want to miss the flight and he lose all that money. But I can't believe they couldn't work something out here. What are your thoughts? 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. Steve Trevelis. I, I, the more I look at this story, the more sadder I feel for everybody involved, except for the family that was able to adopt the dog. But guy from Newark goes to Iowa, loses his job. He's coming home. He's got a, a dog, 
pit bull terrier that um, he's going to take back with him on the same flight to New Jersey, sends his daughter and his girlfriend on ahead, and he gets to the airport only to find out that he had to provide a crate for the one-year-old mix uh, in order to board the plane. Now, the problem here is he paid for the dog to be able to fly, and he couldn't get the Uber driver to return, you know, to help him out. Uh, and he couldn't get a friend to help him out, but he doesn't want to miss the plane. So he ties the dog, Stella, to a post in a public area at the airport, boarded the plane and left. One of the families at the airport spots the dog and uh, steps forward, adopts her. According to the American Rescue League of Iowa, which cared for the dog, they renamed Allie after she was turned over by police. Now, the family wants to remain anonymous, and the guy with the dog, Christopher Bigson, uh, was charged, Charles Bigson, I'm sorry, was charged by the Des Moines police with animal abandonment and neglect. He didn't want to neglect the dog. He didn't want to abandon the dog. He tried to take the dog with him. He paid for the dog to go. I think the airline here is partly to blame for this. How is it not made clear when you board, the, you know, when you pay to take your dog that he has to have some kind of a crate? And, you know, is that so outlandish? Of course you have to have some kind of a crate. I don't know. we got people bringing all kinds of animals now, now on the plane now as emotional support pets. He could have just said, you know, she's my emotional support dog. According to police, he tried to get his Uber driver to come back to the airport and pick up the dog. Now, if he's leaving, I don't know what the Uber driver is going to do with the dog. Driver said he was an hour or so out on another trip. With his departure fast approaching, he texted back that he would figure it out. His friends didn't respond to a text for help. Passengers at the airport declined to take the dog. So he did try. And he had no choice but to leave her behind. Now, again, I blame the airport for this. Because the airport could have either gotten some, you know, made an exception or found something to ship the dog in, or they could have put him on another flight. We're going to put you, I'm sure not every flight from Iowa to New Jersey sold out, and they could have just said, look, we've got another flight leaving in whenever, uh, X amount of hours, we're going to put you on that to give you time to go get a crate for the dog or figure something out. Or maybe he doesn't, uh, I don't know, at the airport know what he's doing. He told the Daily Mail he was heading back to New Jersey after losing his job in Iowa. And he faces animal neglect charges. And the dog didn't take a kennel. He didn't take a kennel for the pup to travel in. 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel about this? I mean, what, and, and you know, and, and I get the idea that everybody loves the dog. And... I just don't see this guy as a bad guy. I see I see this as a sad situation. Have you ever, you know, had not this kind of a situation, but a bad situation with a dog in an airport? If the if the airport is going to be, you know, allowing dogs to board, then they should have some kind of a backup plan for situations like this. You know, maybe a crate. You know, they, look, we we have we have an you know we keep them around. You can you can rent the crate from us. 
make a few dollars. God forbid we should help anybody out for nothing in 2023. You know, we can, we can, we can rent you the crate. You'll pay the storage fee and we'll give you the crate. I mean, I know they could have done it. Poke holes in a suitcase. You wouldn't do that. And they wouldn't naturally, I can understand the dog being a pit bull mix and not going to let the dog on the plane for insurance purposes, you know, in with the passengers. But, I mean, what do you make of this situation? How much of this blame do you put on the guy? How much of this blame do you put on the airport? Granted, it's irresponsible not to make sure you've got something for the dog. And it's a pretty big dog, too. We're not talking about a little puppy here. It's a medium-sized dog. So you would need something. But it's totally irresponsible to leave the dog outside because you don't know. You know, granted, it's Iowa. I don't know what the crime rate is like in Iowa. But, you know, with all the whack jobs and weirdos that are out there, I don't know if I leave an animal tied up. But he did try. You know, he did try to um, find someone to care for the animal. He just couldn't. Tried to get the Uber driver to come back, and that's all documented. So now, you know, he's going to be charged with animal neglect. I don't know what that carries with it. The dog, the his, his little girl, I don't know, like, how, tie, how tied she was to the dog. The animal control officer with the ARL and the city of Des Moines said he now faces charges of animal neglect and abandonment. Now, I don't know what, what exactly that means. You know, I don't know how much, uh, what you get for animal neglect and, and uh, abandonment. He knows he made the wrong decision. He finally told his girlfriend what had happened to their Stella. She was angry. Now things are okay. This poor guy can't get a break. Right. Tries to do the right thing. Now he's on the outs with the girlfriend. Uh, Tom Colvin, the CEO of Animal Rescue League of Iowa, said the weather in Iowa had been pretty drastic. And he told the Daily Mail that he was grateful the dog hadn't been left outside the week prior. What do you make of this? Well, I, I got to say, I do feel bad for the guy. I mean, I he, do. He, he checked all the boxes. Uh, the only step after that would be to miss his flight. And, you know. But why couldn't the airport work with him? I mean, look, yeah. they, they, t- they know the guy's sincere. They yeah. took the money. He's going to, he's trying to make this right. So the airport could have said, we'll put you on another flight. Listen, we got another flight leaving in X amount of hours. We're going to put you on that one with the dog to yeah. give you time to go get a dog crate. Yeah, they really kind of hung him out to dry. If in fact, and again, we don't know that they, if in yeah. fact they did. Maybe he's just thinking he can't do that. That's true. And it's possible, because the, but the airport doesn't say anything about this either. You know, that, I mean, if it were me, and, and like they have customer service people. They have people who are there to deal. I mean, this, this guy wasn't, you know, he was paying money. Yeah. He was being responsible about it. Until they drove him to the point of irresponsibility. Yeah, and he really didn't have a choice. I mean, his girlfriend's upset with him now, too. I mean, aside from just being in legal trouble, you know, that's like personal trouble, too. Well, you talk about a bad day. Loses the job, <laughs> loses the dog, outs with the girlfriend. Uh, At least the doghouse is empty. Uh, the doghouse, oh, I'm hoping he's a Giants fan. 
At least he had some solace last night. Right. Either. Let's hope he's not a fan of the Cowboys kicker tonight. So. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> In the time it took you to say that, he missed another one. 1030. Now, the latest New Jersey. <laughs> Steve Trevelis. And you. I'm looking at uh, my, uh, my coupon savings here because I'm at the point where, you know, I got I got to live on coupons because the price of food is skyrocketing in New Jersey, and I'm learning how to mess with the coupons. Got to get those eggs. Gotta, oh my God! I, I saw eggs, a dozen eggs. Yeah. On special, six fifty. Six fi- on special. What's happening to the chickens? I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe they're on strike. I don't know. I don't get it. But apparently, eggs have become a problem in New Jersey. Really? See. I, I recall going to the store the other day and paying like three dollars for a thing of six. I, I yeah, you know, come to think of it, yeah, if you're paying for twelve, that twice that would be expensive. Six, that's yeah. They used to make two dollars a dozen. I remember less than that even. Yeah, you know, we did a thing once when um, can you live on twenty eight dollars a month or is it four dollars a day? Uh, twenty eight dollars a week. And um, Cory Booker was saying he was going to try it. And this was way uh, years ago. And the idea, if you had to do, if you had to live on four dollars a day or twenty eight dollars a week, how would you do it? And think about this: you figure a loaf of bread is like what a buck uh, at a different. Time. I don't even know what it is now. You figure <laughs> like a loaf of bread, a dozen eggs, and there's breakfast sandwiches every morning. Then yeah. maybe you do like coffee. Uh, you do like spaghetti. You know, you buy a lot of macaroni and you know what I mean? Stuff like that. But uh, but now, forget it. You, it's impossible. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I guess I stopped thinking about it, but uh, just because, you know, you got to buy food whether you like it or not. Um, I I got I pay over $100 to buy food for myself for a couple of weeks and I'm one guy. Forget it. I took, I took my kids the other night. Uh, we go to Five Guys. Oh, oh, man. One burger. A burger, French fries. Drink milkshake. One kid got a milkshake. Yeah, seventy-one dollars. Seventy-one dollars for you for the three of you to eat. Four of us. My four wife. Of, oh, okay, four. Yeah. And we all got you know the burger. We just got the big burger. You yeah. Know, the burger, the fries, and the drink, and that was it. Seventy-one dollars. Yeah. It's almost what like the going heck? to a regular restaurant. Then at the same token, right? You go to Dollar Menu. From now on, they either go to Dollar. They got <laughs> these are the new choices. You got the five dollar Burger King thing with the burger, the ch- the nuggets, and the fries, or you got the five dollar big bag from Wendy's. That's it. <laughs> or you're gonna get the coupon, the buy one get one McDonald's coupon. That's it. There you go. You're gonna have to go. To, you, you t- someday you'll tell your therapist how your father <laughs> held you back from eating. Got so what's going on? Excellent news. Now it's time for headlines and trev lines. I read the news today. Oh boy. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. There's Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks, for mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on? I was thinking the same thing. What the hell's going on out here? All right, Steve. It seems like people are leaving their animals everywhere. Not just the dog in Iowa from a New Jersey man, but in Neptune Township, an alligator was found. A young alligator was found. Really? uh, Abandoned outdoors on a freezing cold night. Um, So what happened with this alligator is... uh, People are freaking... The things that... Yeah. I just throw the animal outside. (laughs) So a Bangs Avenue resident found the three-foot juvenile alligator inside of a tub left next to their house. So they just, they went outside and there's this thing just, I guess, sitting in the tub, probably calling out for family or something. How the hell did they, 
So they're they're not sure how it was abandoned. Leave an alligator in a tub. I I got no idea. Like, so how, where is he now? Well, so they have they have it. They uh, took it in. Um, what's it called? Uh, they like, took it in. So Monmouth County SPCA, which is the animal organization there, um, they took the animal in, and uh, basically they're going to be taking care of it until they can bring it over to the. Oh gosh, MSPCA Humane Law. Uh, Okay. The animal place. The animal place. Mm-hmm. Basically, you can you can get some pretty bad cruelty charges, even though you're not supposed to have the animal because of the way they just like tossed it outside. They can face animal cruelty charges for that. Wait a minute. The people that took the alligator in can face animal cruelty charges. No, no. So even though the people who who got rid of the alligator weren't supposed to have the alligator in the first place, they can face animal cruelty charges because of the way they quote unquote disposed of the alligator. Well, they're right. They should throw the book at him. Yeah. You know what they should do? They should put him in a room with the alligator. Yeah. That, that's the guy. Who sh- these are the people that should really be getting in trouble for leaving mm-hmm. an animal behind. Um, so uh, another thing here that we got, uh, James Cameron, Titanic, uh, came out. Uh, what was that? That was a winter release, right? It had to be. I think it was. Yeah. Well, anyway, there's always been that, that common thing where people are like, oh, like, you know, d- uh, was it Jack could have survived on the... the no, wait, hold on, hold on. That's, 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 for those of you that don't know here, James Cameron yes. uh, directed the movie Titanic. Titanic. Yes. And in the scene of Titanic, right, the last scene of Titanic, yes. it, she's on a door. Yes, at the very last scene, Rose is on a door as the, the boat is in the background, you know, doing its final death knells. Right. Uh, Jack is on the door, and you know him and Rose She's are talking. She's on the door. Rose is on the door. I'm. She's I'm in the. Right he's now. in the water. What are you worried yeah. about? It's me. She's on the door. <laughs> he's in the water. He's on the water, and people have always said that he could have survived because there's a plenty of room on the door. Well, he put it to the test. Wait a minute. So I was saying the same thing. You know, like uh, I will love you forever. Well, if you move over, <laughs> could you move your fat ass? You get up on the door. It's a little cold in here. So, so basically, they're saying that they both wouldn't have survived on the door, that's and the that's argument. why he was in the water. Yes, and so, so uh, he he made some corrections. He said, first of all, it's not a door. It was a part of like a, a chunk of wood. Well, now it's a chunk of wood. Yeah. So it's not non specifically a test, door. It's a chunk of wood. Yeah. Okay. And so what they did was they doubled the temperature of the water. So it was 56 degrees instead of 28. And then they put a similar sized piece of wood with two similar sized actors, actor and actress into the water. And Who auditioned they, uh, for that job? <laughs> oh, yeah. I finally got I'm in a James Cameron movie, Ma. This is great. Okay. <laughs> and uh, let's see here. This, and did it work? It, uh, he immediately fell in. It would not have worked. It, it would, would not it, have It would have worked. slowly started to come down. It, it water slow it, under the says video, James Cameron now on. after all these years of the movie getting to leave us hanging. We can't even prove whether or not you know it was the same size board or not. I have a better chance of proving the dog. <laughs> Wait a minute. So so basically the idea is that she's on a she's on a piece of wood, and if the two of them are on the piece of wood together, he could have lived. But the point is that he there was never around. It was never going to happen. And that's why he's in the water and she's up on top, on the wood. Yeah, because if he had gotten on top of the, the wood, then he would have sunk into, they would have both sunk into the water. So he saved her life by drowning. Yes. 
idiot. He <laughs> saved not worth life. it. <laughs> he saved our life by drowning. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this next one's one that Deminsky and Doyle talked about earlier for a little bit. Uh, Gen Z has a new vintage technology to obsess over. You know how vinyl was making. You're a Gen Z. You should know this. What is it? Well, yeah. Well, so vinyl was making a comeback. Now we got flip phones coming back. Oh yeah, you see, they've been they've been out for a while, for a while now, months. Yeah. The flip phones. Well, not like not just the flip phones that open up like the screen, but like you know, like the old ones from like two thousand. Oh, those are coming back. Yeah, they're making a comeback. Uh, people are uh, how my do you generation. Even, how do you even hook them up? I mean, right? You got to have all the old cords and stuff. How do you do that? Well, they they have all the old cords. They still sell it when you like you buy the phone and stuff. Um, but used uh, flip phones? No, no, no. People aren't buying used new flip phones. For- they're buying new ones. And the market, uh, according to the CNN business article, the market is expected to increase. It's not going to be a big share of the market. It's only going to be. Uh, you know why? Yeah. Why? Because it's so friggin' because ex- the smartphones are so expensive. Yeah. Right. Why? Well, you tell me why. Well, actually, I was going to say that's the big reason as to why people are getting it is because smartphones are so expensive and because there's so many distractions on it. People in my generation are saying, "Oh, social media is so unhealthy," um, because you are know, they saying that in your generation? Yeah. I applaud your generation. Thank God for your generation. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, social media is the biggest friggin' waste of time. Yeah. If I were if I weren't working, I wouldn't be nowhere near it. Yeah, and according to this article, depression rates uh, amongst teens increased substantially uh, between 2004 and 2019. It says double because of social media. Yeah, and it's because we all want to be loved and accepted. Yeah, and we spend so much time trying to be loved and accepted, we don't see how loved and accepted we actually are by those around us because we're trying to get what we can, what we don't get, what we can't have until we disconnect from those Uh, phones. Exactly, and then you're forced to it. Yeah, and you're forced to regard the, the world around you. Let's think about that while we listen to this. Bill Spadia. 283-101.5 is a number you will not need until 6 o'clock in the morning when Bill Spadia returns. After this, the Dennis and Judy, the Dennis, the Dennis and Judy. Uh, rewind. Followed by the Dominski and Doyle. Rewind. Followed by the Eric Scott First Jersey News. And Eric will be back what, Thursday night at 7 o'clock to do the uh, town hall on crime in New Jersey. And we'll be robbing his house while he does that. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, where were we? Uh, where were we? So, are you still? Uh, were you? Were you a fan of Madonna back in the day? Yeah, I guess. I mean, you know. Well, I hope you're. Still I was a more fan. on the rock side of things, but she's got a little creepy now. I hope you're still a fan Where'd because she, uh, she cleared her Instagram page, and what people are suspecting as to be an announcement of her for, of a tour. Uh, for her 40th anniversary of her Madonna album, which came out in July of 1983. Really? Yeah. And so uh, she uh, she released a compilation of her previous number ones called Finally Enough Love, 50 Number Ones. But once, she once got again... 50 number ones? I don't know if it's 50 number ones, but she's she 64 can't. years old. Oh, I know that, part, but she can't have 50 number ones. I Does she? Does she? I her al- That's what the album was called. I didn't think to look it up to to check her own, you know, album. Hold on, keep talking. Well, Fifty number one. The only thing with Madonna is she's had so much work done, and yeah. she looks kind of creepy now. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like they're digging. Like we, you and I were talking about, you know, the fossil of Bruce Springsteen being dug up uh, to, with the E Street Band uh, and like that picture and stuff. And then you see pictures of Madonna and like. She kind of looks like a young person, but then, like, you can see, like, the outlines on her face, like, all the work and all yeah, the makeup. Yeah, but, but I don't know, like, it's it's hard with her. Uh, 
I'm trying to find that. I'm trying to see if she actually has 50. I, agree. I, I don't deny that she has a lot of number one records, but I can't think of 50 number one records. It says Madonna holds the record for most number one albums by a female artist. 12 number one albums. All right. 12 number, not 50 number ones. Well, not 12. 12 number one albums. That's more believable. Yeah. So I guess that she must be taking all of the songs on the albums into account. Oh, no, no, she can do it. She can do a great tour. See, the thing, she's a dancer. She's really put on a great show live. It's just okay. like I said. It's just kind of, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, see, when there's enough love for Madonna because she spans the generations. Maybe. So, and not only that, but she's also, she brings in a lot of younger people. You'll see a lot of names show up on that tour. You know, you'll see a lot of, uh, I mean, hell, she had, she, didn't she kiss Britney Spears on stage oh, and somebody no else? No, there was an award show where she kissed, she had two two young singers and she was, uh, you know, sucking face with both of them or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it, it'll work. It'll be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, speaking of, of uh, old music, Seven uh, Eleven in Texas, California. Uh, in Texas and California, sorry, uh, have announced that they're going to be playing, or well, they're not announcing it. It's come to light that they play uh, classical and opera music to deter uh, homeless people from being around their places at night. <laughs> Wait a minute. They're, they're, the 7-Elevens are blasting classical music Yes, they're to get homeless people off their lawn. Yes. So it says one Texas 7-Eleven owner says the goal is to deter homeless individuals from being there and harassing their customers. But a month earlier, they were blasting Christmas music to bring people in. <laughs> yep. I think you'll go the other way around. Right now, you want to get you want to get rid of people? Start blasting Christmas music. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we're right past the holiday. I know people. I mean, I, I've talked to people like in offices over in December mm -hmm. who just have to imagine working in the office and all day long you're listening to that same loop of Christmas music. You know, if they put that if they put that in the prisons, they could actually get information out of the terrorists. You know? yeah. Just listen to Mariah Carey 50 times. All right, I'll tell you where they are. It's over here. Go on there. I mean, my God. Yeah, play Christmas music. We'll make it one notch louder every hour. Christmas music or Rick Ashley. Rick, what is the what song? We're gonna give you up. Is that the song you. that would be your like your number one? Like I need to get Steve out of here. Like I'm gonna start oh, playing God. Rick Ashley. My number one. That would take some thought. But that would do it. That would be one of them. There what were, about you? My number one. I it, this is gonna get a lot of heat. I don't like the Doors that much. They were really overhyped. You don't to like me. the Doors. Yeah, whenever I hear Why were they overhyped? What the, my, what's the, first of all, I didn't even know the doors were hyped to you guys. How was the doors? How were the doors? So, did they run the Val Kilmer movie too much at Netflix at night? The, the story takes too much time to explain. My brother's a big 60s uh, mu music fan. Loves the Beatles. Loves, like, you know, early Why Beatles, isn't he in here so, producing me? Honestly, yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so he overhyped the doors to me. My dad loves the doors. And then they're like, oh, you got to hear these songs, you know? And then he puts on Baby Light My fire and i'm just like super underwhelmed the entire time and just since then about hello i love you uh, see there are, there are door songs that i like but just ever since that time i just i feel like whenever i hear it, i'm just like ah turn it off like you know ah, song was written overhyped it's a two-minute song morrison is sitting on a beach and he sees a girl walking on the beach and he thinks to himself sidewalk crouches at her feet like a dog that begs for something sweet well, and he writes the song out of that. Wow, pretty good stuff. And on and on that <laughs> and on that note. <laughs>
Jersey Radio. This has been the Steve Travelese Show on demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.5.